It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Who shined for the Dallas Cowboys in their first padded practice of the year? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Make sure you guys are checking out Landon McCool uh, at Cowboys Camp on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, you were there for the Cowboys' first padded practice of the year. How did it feel? It felt good. It felt good to be back. It felt like football was back. Um, It felt like, uh, you know, we're getting closer and closer to, you know, real football. This Even today, uh, you know, there was – there are pads on. There's pads popping. Um, but it's not full contact. It's not takedown yet. But it's still it, as we get every single day, we get closer and closer to real football, and I'm, I'm certainly excited about that. Yeah. So we got uh, so a lot of things to talk about. Standouts on both the offense and defensive side of the ball. But we've got some some breaking news that we have to talk about. James Washington, the receiver that the Cowboys signed from the Pittsburgh Steelers this year in free agency, uh, he fractured his foot during practice on Monday. Uh, the expectation is that he's going to have surgery on Tuesday. Cowboys believe he could be back in about 10 to 12 weeks with the Jones fracture. Uh, Lena, how much does this impact the Cowboys wide receiver core going into the season? Well, it certainly impacts it. I mean, I think, you know, we'll talk a little bit about how some of the, the down roster folks have done and, and practices lately. And I think that that's encouraging, but uh, you know, I, I think it's hard not to look at this, uh, 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 wide receiver room right now, even before James Washington was hurt, and and, and look at the, what you have at the very top of, of the roster. Uh, I'm sorry, the depth chart, and then at the very bottom of the depth chart, and feel good about that. But there's like it feels like there's a huge hole in the middle. I mean, without Gallup here, without being sure about Tolbert, you just don't really know what's going to happen in the kind of wide receiver two through wide receiver four spots. Mm-hmm. And 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 at least Washington was a professional football player. Answer. You know, some of these other guys like have never started games before or uh, never played on a field before. Many well, of them, most of them. Lay, and, and Lay, here's, here's, the, here's the state of the Cowboys current receivers. This is the oh, list of every receiver, every active receiver that has caught a touchdown in the NFL. CeeDee <laughs> Lamb. That's it. That's the list. Oh, I thought my headphones cut out. The, uh, no. Terrence uh, Steele <laughs> has more touchdown receptions than the rest of the wide receivers combined. I I I actually am shocked that Noah Brown hasn't caught yeah. at least one touchdown pass. Not but yeah, yet. you know, I, I mean, that's 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 I guess not that surprising outside of Noah Brown because no one else has really gotten into a game. I guess yep. it's a little bit shocking that Washington hasn't hasn't. But um, you know, I, I you know that's the thing is that you it it was not a great situation before Washington's injury. We were already talking about you know Cowboys potentially you know going into the regular season maybe signing one of these guys. And the idea of maybe waiting until week two, you know, so the contract wasn't guaranteed. 
I don't know that they can wait anymore. I mean, without Washington, and it, it just it doesn't provide that kind of floor of you know professional experience that I think the Cowboys need. So, if anything, it probably just greatly accelerates the timeline that the Cowboys uh, go free agent fishing at the wide receiver position. Not only that, but they they need like a veteran receiver to get to practice, right? I mean, they're just running yeah. out of guys that have any kind of experience at all. Um, it's tough, tough situation. It's tough for Washington. I, I wonder what's going to happen here. Like, are the Cowboys going to carry him yeah. on the active roster, like through week one, so they can stash him on IR? Are they just going to put him in the injured reserve list now and kind of just move on? I, I, I have no idea. I, st- I still think we've got some news that needs to come from this whole thing. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I don't think it's a surefire thing that he makes the team. You know, I mean, I mean, what, why? I don't know. Like he kind of run out. He kind of had run out his usefulness by being by losing his you know this time and missing ten weeks. It's like because one of the reasons why we thought he had a great chance to contribute and play right away is because they had openings, right? Like when he comes back and when he's healthy, theoretically, Michael Gallup should be healthy, and Jalen Tolbert will slide in as your wide receiver three. And then we get to the part like James Washington doesn't play special teams, so yeah, exactly. It's, this is going to be a really it's it's just a really unfortunate situation for all parties involved. It just it sucks it, that this had happened. It felt like he would have had like I don't think he had roster issues like you know, getting onto the initial fifty three if he if he just had a regular camp. But I think he was going to run into rosterable issues once everybody was back and healthy. If that was the case, because because all the reasons you just mentioned. So maybe you just need to find a more permanent solution now and and. I mean, there's not really a reason to wait on James Washington. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was one bit of news that came out of the wide receiver pr- for the practice on Monday about the receivers that I actually want to talk to you about uh, because you had an interesting tweet. Uh, but before we do that, I want to tell you guys about a new product that Built Bar has. It's absolutely delicious. It's the brand new Built Bar cookie dough. It's covered in chocolate. It's only 160 calories, a whopping 15 grams of protein. But just like every other built bar, it's absolutely incredibly tasty. Uh, I've been trying to hide them around my house in my refrigerator a little bit so my wife doesn't <laughs> steal them. You're going to absolutely love it. It's the cookie dough chunk puff. Whether you need a snack for your workout, a late night treat, or you just need a, you know something quick to, to take with you out of the golf course or out to Cowboys practice, Built is the perfect protein bar and they taste better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, fat, and sugar. Grab yourself a built bar. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. Promo code LOCK15. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Uh, all right. One good bit of news from the Cowboys at practice is CD Lamb. Pretty good. I saw your tweet that said <laughs> 88 is elite. Seems yeah. like he was just dominating practice in ways that the Cowboys absolutely needed to do. So what did you see from him in practice? 
I mean, I, I think the first, if the first week is any indication, the the one thing we don't need to worry about in this passing attack is Dak to CD Lamb. I mean, that looked unstoppable at times. Um, Dak was Dak himself looked very sharp. I mean, was just putting the ball on on receivers, and and I think you know that's notable because. Dak has a history of being not the best practice quarterback. I mean, mm-hmm. he like he's been known in the past to like. I mean, not not necessarily because he isn't good at practice, but more because he likes to take chances in practice. He likes to really mm-hmm. kind of stretch the boundaries of what he thinks he can do, just to kind of test himself. Uh, but Dak looked incredibly sharp, uh, especially like I said with movie, with CD Lamb. They were finding each other everywhere, just like over the shoulder, going down the field, across the middle. Uh, up the field. I mean, it was just, they definitely are making a concerted effort to get 88 the ball and, and, and find ways to make it easy for Dak to get 88 the ball. So that's the one thing where you can, you can feel pretty good about th- that connection. It, it seems like it's uh, in mid season form. Yeah. The Cowboys are going to have no choice. They can't allow teams to take CD lamb out of games, you know, where if they're going to double him, I was got to find a ways to move him around to make sure that they can't double him because he's really the only guy in the passing game that gives you some explosive playmaking. Well, there's another guy. What about Tony Pollard? I saw a couple of clips today from some people out there, uh, a couple of long runs, a couple of nice receptions in the passing game. Uh, where can you report that the Cowboys were using Tony Pollard in practice? I can report that they were using him all over. I mean, he was lining up in the slot. I, I think he, I even saw him motion out wide at one point, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he definitely was taking routes, uh, taking uh, uh, his turn, uh, you know, kind of running routes. Uh, and then obviously the, 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 his running back duties are, 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 were a huge part of that as well. I think that is uh, where I saw the most explosion from him today. But I think that, that, that the fact that they, we've seen, you know, and it, it's been fool's gold before we, you know, we've definitely been shown this before and, and, and have them not necessarily turn around and, and, you know, use him that way as free. They're just not going to have a choice. I mean, they're going to have yeah. to, right? Well, I, again, and, and I think the segue is nicely into a, another guy I want to talk. I think that last year, the injury uh, to, to Rico really hurt their ability to, use Pollard just solely as kind of a movable chess piece because he had to be used kind of as the other running back that was on the game day roster that they wanted to give the ball to. Um, and I think that Rico Dowdle, uh, his injury kind of, he would have been the guy that maybe would have gotten a, a, a series or something that they, they could relieve Zeke and then they could keep Pollard, you know, kind of as a movable chess piece. Dowdle is a guy who, I noticed several different times today. Again, uh, he's back. He looks just as quick as he did when he left. Um, and I think that hopefully, I mean, that really, I think, bodes well for the team. And I think that it it means that you can bring him into the game. He can be your 53 man. He can be your third running back. He can take carries and you can get great yards out of a guy like Rico Dowdle. And then you can kind of keep Pollard in sort of this movable mystery piece i will say that i do think that one thing that's interesting to me is that the signing of uh and i'm i'm, I'm still turpin. learning his name is turpin, turpin. Yeah. I, I think the signing of turpin really does uh add a, a a good sense of 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 good fortune here because to me that reads like okay this is a position that we need a backup plan for like if pollard is you know so like they're committed enough to 
moving Pollard around and kind of having him be, uh, I won't say web back like we've like we've <laughs> promised not to talk about. Uh, but I think you know the idea that they more of a movable chess piece, and that even if Pollard has to go someplace else or he's injured or he's out, they have a guy who can be that who can play that role. Uh, already on the roster yeah uh, and to me that 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 signals a commitment to the role which again gets me excited because i think a commitment to the role means you know pollard is going to be the, the main person playing that role obviously yeah i mean i, I know our our good friend sigmund bloom says every team needs somebody that can run the jet sweep and that teams actually have to honor i think at the very least that's yeah. turpin's role right you can bring him in do some of the end arounds do the jet sweeps uh, he gives you a little bit of speed on offense, but I think I think you're right. I think he could probably fill in for Tony Pollard if Pollard has to be more of the traditional running back or Pollard misses a game because of a tweak ankle. I, I think Turpin's probably going to have a bigger role in this offense than any of us expect. I, I think that that's, that's very possible, and you even saw a little bit of, uh, of Dennis Houston doing some of that stuff. He's been getting some reps with the first team. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's interesting to see exactly – some of the roles that are already starting to yep. form right now. All right. One more thing on the offense before we move on. Um, our basic rule is you can't take anything away from shorts and t-shirts when it comes yeah. to offensive line play. Yeah. Now, when the pads come on, we get a little bit better idea. I know this is practice number one and the Cowboys are still trying to ramp things up a little bit, but give us your first impressions of uh, first round pick Tyler Smith. That dude's very strong in person too. Uh, I saw him absolutely bury uh tristan hill uh in in a practice uh, or at some point in practice and then i saw him you know just he was mostly playing guard even with let's go out uh you saw him taking uh, second team snaps with the guard and then at a certain point he rotated into the first team and mcgovern stepped back um and he just you know he's a big strong dude he's a i saw another time where i think he was able to uh 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 you know, come across the nose uh, of of a three technique uh, on the backside of of wide zone, which is a, which is not an easy thing to do. Um, but I, I think you know, and he was, and it just seemed like he's working well in conjunction with the with the first team when he's in there. I, I think he, I think he is noticeably better. I mean, obviously better than Connor McGovern. I, I, I think well, you know, really that's, that really much is clear at seeing in person. I texted somebody that would that would know that has seen some of these practices. And I said, same thing. Is Smith better than McGovern? They said, absolutely. So absolutely. I mean, I I think the Cowboys like to do this. They like to slow play the rookies a little bit. They don't want them to just walk into jobs, but I would be at this point. Again, I know we're through one pad of practice, but I would be floored if Connor McGovern started over Tyler Smith. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think, you know, look, they're, they got to show these guys how to practice. That's part of doing this, right, is how to practice and how to do these training camp pads. This is the first practice they've had in pads. They've got, he's got to go behind a guy that, that has an example here. Things move kind of crazy and fast. And, and you know, and if, when you're in training camp, it's, it's a lot of waiting around and seeing, but not for the players. They're moving from pod to pod. They're doing mm-hmm. things with very little wasted motion. And, and I think, you know, just – learning the rhythm of that is important in order to not what, you know, they, they don't want practice being held up. That's, that's like really what they are trying to avoid. We only have so much saw, time. Yeah. yeah I think you saw through. that with like, I don't know if you heard, but they had that whole problem with 
the snap, right? Where they couldn't get the snap off with, I think it was the third team or it was rush. Right. Yeah. And, rush, and yeah. I, I think, I think they went through two different centers that they, they all like snapped and fumbled the snap like three times in a row. They were screaming. Like they were, they couldn't take it. Like they hate that. They, they are just trying to constantly rep, 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 get through the pods, get through the pods. Uh, and, and so I think, you know, when you, part of that is about getting these young guys opportunity to watch a vet saying, okay, how, what, what, where are we going? Okay. What's this? All right. Mm-hmm. All right. I gotcha. 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 And after a day or two of that, uh, you know, once they start getting into these, the mojo moments, you know, the, 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 the reps where they do 11 on 11, where it's, it's like situational rep 11 on 11, it still, ha- <coughs> excuse me. It still happens very quickly. So I, I think they're giving these, these young guys an opportunity to see, all right, here's how this all goes. And this is how quickly we expect you to do it. And then, you know, they, they can pick it up pretty quickly. We should also mention uh, Matt Walesco uh, because yeah. he sh- suffered a shoulder injury uh, a couple of days ago. Mike McCarthy said they're still waiting to see if he can play through it. Surgery is going to happen at some point. Um, the expectation is once he has surgery, he's going to be out four to six months. My guess is, Landon, that he's probably going to get the surgery sooner rather than later just because get it done, and that way you can have a full off season. Of course, that would mean he would miss the entire 2022 season. It's really a bummer because this is somebody that needed as many reps as possible to kind of get up to the speed of the NFL, and he didn't even get to the first pad of practice. Yeah, I mean, it was likely unrealistic that this guy was going to be able to get to a level where he was going to be – a rosterable player. Of course, of course. I mean, let me, I'm not, yeah, whatever that, that it's uh, that, that this is a huge blow for let's go. Absolutely is. Uh, But the, but the good news here is that he was likely, uh, uh, you know, a, a a red shirt guy anyways. I mean, I think they, they wanted to see what he could do, but I think the reality is that he was likely going to end up being a a red shirt guy. It just stinks for him that he doesn't get these reps, right? He's not going to see live padded practices or contact for another entire season or a whole year. So it's just frustrating for him. Absolutely. And that, that part is absolutely frustrating. Um, so uh, I, I think, you know, now if anything, there's a mechanism for him to stay on the team. Uh, I mean, obviously he's, he's a draft pick, so he's under contract, but, but I mean, just like to kind of stash him while they can, you know, keep him uh, and, 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 you know, develop mm-hmm. him. And, and yeah, obviously it sets him back. Uh, but, you know, you know, you hope he can get the surgery, get it into the weight room. You know, hopefully recover, get stronger. We'll just, we'll try this same bad time, same bad channel next year. TurboTax experts make your moves count. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast. And this Locked On podcast is brought to you by TurboTax. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts will make sure that they count for you. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? Well, that's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That is a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? That quite literally would be a move, or maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, or you switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or maybe you just rode the stock market to the moon and back. Any of those things that you did or any other moves that you made, TurboTax experts make all your moves counts, getting you every credit and every deduction you deserve, filing with 100% accuracy and getting you your max refund guaranteed so switch to TurboTax today make your moves they'll make them count see guaranteed details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees experts only available with TurboTax live 
All right, let's uh, open up your notebook when it comes to the defensive side of the ball. Sure. Who stood out? Who was the the winner of practice for the defense? Man, the, the defensive backfield looks really, really good. It just felt like they were around the ball a lot. Uh, lots of, of uh, you know, contested catches, lots of batted passes, interceptions. I, we saw Nation Wright go up uh, tall and get a get an interception. Anthony Brown, man, I mean, just yeah. – yeah. Just all over the place. Just keeps making plays and and, and that, you know, that looks good. Um, I'm trying to think of some other folks that flashed. Uh, you know, what about Micah Parsons? We should, we should at least talk about Micah Parsons a little bit. I did see one rep where he just ran around and he looked like he was moving at like 1.25 speed. Uh, but where, <laughs> how did he look? I'm pretty sure that – I'm pretty sure that that, that that the the offensive game plan for the you know for the for the the reps that they were taking in 11 11 was basically run the play away from that 11 guy. Let's see if we can not go towards him because he's really good at making good plan. Good plan. Points. It's a good plan. It's a good plan. Uh, it's a good priority, I think. Um, you know, he yeah, it was. Again, I, I'm I'm not even kidding, really. I, I think that they were making a concerted effort to kind of get, get, keep away from him to stop, you know, him from blowing things up. But it, it didn't really help a ton because it, it felt like every play, even the plays that they were running away from him, you know, he was he was right there and pursuing in the backfield and like like just about to catch up to the running back or the quarterback or whoever it was. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, he Parsons still is Micah Parsons. I don't think we didn't need to worry about that. Um, I thought Leighton Vander Esch looked really good. Mm. Um, you know, he there was a there was a play where they ran, I think it was a it was like a pitch out to to Pollard or 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 maybe it was a, I think it was a jet sweep actually to Pollard and 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 uh, Leighton Vander Esch read it the whole way and would have been an easy tackle for loss. Um, I do want to talk about the linebackers a little bit because I, I, that's actually who I got to watch the most. I, I will say that I saw uh, Fowler with an with impressive a, a pressure uh, on the second team. Uh, but I, I do want to talk about the linebackers real quick because that's, that's, that's who was closest to me. That's what I got my eyes on the most. Uh, Cox looks good. I mean, he looks, Cox, yep. he looks healthy. He looks ready to go. Um, it was very reactive. Uh, looked just like the player that I saw on tape at LSU. So, so that was exciting. Um, I think, you know, and, and I think Jerry spoke about this today. And, I've got the quote. I, I've got the quote right here. Please, okay. Go, this go, is go. Jerry Jones on rookie linebacker Damone Clark. Yeah. He's going to be here a lot quicker than anybody thinks he is. And I mean, I think he's going to be here pronto. So we've yeah. got a good plan for him. And of course, his body's got to cooperate, but it's looking good. I, the reason I bring it up and the reason that the quote came at, at a very, like, um, uh, you know, light bulb time for me is because I was watching Brit with Michael Gallup and they were off the cords and they were doing this thing where they were having him jump from one foot, like, like hop on one foot. Right. And then jump to the other foot. Right. And I think it's just like, you know, getting trust in the stabilization of that, the knee or whatever. And they were having Damone Clark do the same thing. And and Damone Clark to me, like I, I watched, and not knowing again, like I, one of the other, I've had several mistakes that so far coming down here. One of the other mistakes I made was forgetting to come down with a forgetting sunburn, and and first sun, sunscreen. Not for you got sunburn, you forgot your sunscreen. Yeah, yeah, I forgot sunscreen. <laughs> uh, getting 
getting uh, a roster, right? Because like, uh, uh, mm-hmm. I like, you know, they hand out numerical a roster. roster. But it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they hand it alphabetical, right? So I always print usually a numerical roster because, I mean, what am I, a psychopath? Uh, and 33 was the guy that was working out with Gal with the whole time with Britt Brown. And I'm sitting there going, who's that? Because he looks like he's basically on track with Gallup. Mm-hmm. And it was Damone Clark, you know? And, mm-hmm. and, and it was shocking because, uh, yeah, he looked to be moving pretty decent. Um, and so when the, when the quote came out, like I think, which happened just right after that, um, it was, it was, it kind of confirmed that to me. And I was like, wow, this, maybe he's even, you know, maybe the, the idea of him playing this season is not only not ridiculous, but it's going to happen. Like it's likely to happen. I mean, if you just figure the timeline of he goes on PUP, which he's already there right now, yep, uh, yep. you're looking at like October. So it's two months from now, eight, nine weeks. Is it possible? I mean, there's a lot can happen over the next two months. I don't think the Cowboys are going to rush him onto the field that quickly. No. Because I, I would think they're going to want to get him, I mean, at least two to three weeks of practicing before he plays. But could they theoretically maybe have him on the field by Thanksgiving? It's possible. Yeah. I mean, I think that that seems very possible at this point, just based on the language that we're hearing and based on what we see on the field. So uh, yeah, all, all of that, you know, seemed like very positive stuff. Um, and the linebackers in general seemed, uh, uh, you know, seemed ready to go. Even Luke Gifford, I, I, you know, I noticed in, in, in some of the plays uh, he's, he's gotten better at kind of disengaging and using his hands a little bit. So is Cox, honestly, yeah. he looked a little bit better with his hands than, than what we've seen in the past. So uh, that was exciting to see. I should also just ask you really quickly before we head out about the pass rushers. We talked about Micah Parsons already. I saw some close to Demarcus Lawrence. I don't think we need to talk about him too much, but how did Dante Fowler look? How did Sam Williams look? And was there anybody else that kind of stood out to you? Yeah, unfortunately I, I need to spend more time on the pass rushers because they just were kind of in a, I was in a bad spot for where they were. Uh, so that's one thing I'm definitely going to try to get more intel on tomorrow is uh, offensive line and defensive line. Uh, play, but I, I I will say that I like I said, uh, uh, Fowler uh, uh, stood out on on a rep. Uh, I, I definitely saw Sam Williams multiple times, uh, uh, kind of ch- chasing things down from the backside. It's incredible speed. Um, I'm trying to think of any other pass. <laughs> John Oning was trying to get me to see Mike Tafoa, uh, but I couldn't. I, I didn't. What about didn't the defensive lineman? I saw Tristan Hill work with the the, the first yep. team a little bit on defense. But I'm assuming the Cowboys used a heavy rotation at defensive tackle, right? Yeah, I mean, it looked like – I mean, again, unfortunately, the defensive tackle position is the, probably the position that I was able to see the least of. But okay. but, I, but when they were down doing the 11-11s, uh, yeah, it seemed like they were using a lot of guys, including uh, uh, Golson, uh, uh, as a kind of a three technique. So yeah. I don't yeah. know if that's a permanent move to defensive tackle or if the, that play is just to heavily use him there, but uh, it's clear that he is going to spend some time inside. To me, he's going to be like that last defensive lineman on the roster. That's kind of a Swiss army knife, just depending on the matchup, right? And depending yep. on who's healthy, because we know the way the season goes, guys are going to get banged up, but you can kind of move this guy all over the field. The Jack Crawford know. role. Well, I was going to say the Tyrone Crawford role, but the Jack Crawford. Yeah. Jack Crawford's another good one. That's probably the the more likely outcome. Well, so. Terrell was an Terrell was an inside like one three guy, right? Wasn't Jack Crawford a three defensive end? Because that's that's more the kind of role that yeah, I mean. Tyrone, poor Tyrone Crawford. This is about the time of the season. Oh, Tyrone where they Crawford. Out- oh, oh my God. Yeah, I was thinking uh, of 
of of of uh, Terrell, Terrell uh, McLean. McLean, 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 yeah, uh, yeah. This is the time of the year where the Cowboys say, "Hey, Tyrone, I know you've been working out at defensive end, <laughs> but we need you to gain twenty five pounds before week yeah. one to start at three technique." Ready? Go. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. At we'll least they gave at least they gave Golson a little more heads up than that. It feels like. Maybe. Yes. Uh, so the Cowboys will practice again on Tuesday. Landon's going to be there to have you covered. Make sure that you guys are following him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. We want to thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen of the day. Now make your second listen to Locked On NFL Podcast. Our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league because an offseason doesn't equal a break in the action. Uh, we've got a lot of good stuff coming out of camps right now, so you're going to want to listen to that podcast. Uh, again, check us out on YouTube, download the podcast, wherever you get podcasts, follow in and at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we'll see you guys next time. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.